0: Happy to have with us, as always, uh, Bruce Wiley, Executive Director, FICOR, also Professor City University, New York, Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy. Bruce, how are you, sir?
1: Not bad. How are you? Um,
0: Everything is well. Uh, We are checking in with you uh, for the latest update. And as I said going in, Bruce, uh, COVID is not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, uh, those in the know, such as yourself, predicting somewhat of a spike uh, with the various new strains. Are you sticking by that story as uh, we get into fall here?
1: Yeah, we've seen this the past several um, several winters when the when the weather's gotten colder and drier and things move indoors. We've seen upswings, uh, typically in November, starting November and then lasting through December, possibly January. So um, there's nothing to suggest that it will be different this, this winter. So we're expecting that.
0: Is there reason to believe, and, you know, I I, I guess the litmus test, Bruce, has always been uh, hospitalizations and deaths because of COVID. Now, that being said, in our previous conversations, uh, you've always highlighted, for the most part, hospitalizations are down, infections may be up, spiking a little bit. Uh, Is that trend expected to continue should this uh, drastic spike occur? Yeah,
1: most likely compared to last year will probably be, have a have a lower hospitalization and death rate you know it's gone down um slowly but steadily uh the other thing to worry about is long COVID um but yeah most likely it's not going to be it's it's certainly not going to be as bad as it was the uh winter of 2020 to 2021 and the following winter um so we're, we're we're seeing gradual improvement each year but it's it's you still want to be cautious
0: and that's in large part due to perhaps Bruce um with it going on for years, a lot of folks building up a natural immunity to COVID. Is that true?
1: Yeah, it's a combination. You know, everyone has seen. Well, most people have seen the virus um, probably multiple times uh, through either uh, get you know through either the exposure to the spike protein through the vaccine or natural infection. Uh, so this is what's to be expected because you know the the virus at the very beginning in 2020. You know, we're all seen it before. Um, so our immune systems sort of behave like essentially virgins to this virus because it had never seen it before and it many times overreacted. But at this point, this virus is a lot more familiar. Bruce, I'm curious about long COVID. Uh, we hear it all the time. Uh, does that stay with you for for the rest of your life? How does that work? Yeah, that's a big question because there hasn't been enough time to really follow people long enough. Uh, so there are people who are still experiencing the symptoms People who got COVID back in 2020 and are continuing to have problems, in some cases, very debilitating problems. So we really don't know how long it will last because there just hasn't been enough time to follow everyone. Uh, So for some people, the symptoms will go away, but it's not clear what percentage yet.
0: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I know some folks that have gone in, uh, Bruce, to take advantage of the uh, latest booster. Uh, there's some sort of uh, insurance uh, misinformation going on. I mean, obviously, we're not on the nation's dime anymore. So uh, are you hearing the same thing?
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of confusion. Like there's some some places where, you know, you go to the pharmacy and I've heard reports of people saying, uh, you know, clearly saying, oh, you know, this won't be paid for, this is no longer free. And then they're wondering, okay, well, am I going to have to shell out money for this? And that all depends on whether your insurance is going to cover it uh, because the cost of the vaccine uh, will go as well. Uh, So it's important to take a look at your insurance policy, see if it actually covers the vaccine first because you don't want to be stuck with a big bill, surprisingly. Um, So, yeah, it's important to figure that out. Now, what strain is the dominant strain coming into the winter now? And also, besides the vaccines, have there been any... um improvements in treating covid with other things since since it began or is there something that they're they're looking at as a you know not a remedy but just the way we're treating it yeah i think that's actually one of the challenges because uh the available treatments have actually gone down uh we used to have monoclonal antibodies um that were effective or reasonably effective against COVID 19 but a lot of those worked for the previous variants but the variants that have come out since uh have actually uh are now resistant to this monoclonal antibodies so many of them are basically off the market now so there is a need for more treatments you know uh treatments like Paxlovid can still be effective but we have to be careful about um resistance emerging uh as these variants as these variants continue to uh to emerge um so yeah, so we're basically in terms of the variants. You know, we see the EG. dot point uh, five. We're seeing the BA. VA variant throughout this year.
0: Uh, Bruce, just out of curiosity, are you at Chipotle? I I think we just heard an order. <laughs> No,
1: I'm not at Chipotle. I'm actually on the train right now, so that's the overhead talking. Um, so there, there are no burritos, no pizzas here. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, and just in closing, uh, from a weather standpoint, uh, we're going to be going into El Nino this winter. Not to be confused with La Nina. You got to keep your eye on these Ninas. But anyway, they're pr- pr- predicting a warmer winter. Perhaps nobody really knows for sure. Uh, for much of the Midwest. Uh, much of the uh, country, as a matter of fact, uh, and I would imagine that would mean pretty good news as far as the potential spike of COVID, not to mention flu season. Correct?
1: Yeah, it could help. Uh, there, there is some evidence that um, the the weather, like the the temperature as well as the dryness. Uh, so, if if it gets colder and drier, and that might facilitate the spread of respiratory viruses. Um, like COVID, like the um, COVID-19 virus, or the uh, or the flu virus, or other respiratory viruses as well. Uh, so it could help. Uh, plus, when things are colder, then more stuff is done indoors. Uh, right. So of course, when people are indoors, people are packed in closer together. Um, so so a warmer winter could help in that sense.
0: All right, Bruce. As always, thank you very much for the information, the insight. Greatly appreciated as always.
1: Well, thanks for having
0: me. All right. Uh, get back to your train right? Don't miss stop. he got to go back now. He missed the stop. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a complete drag. And if that's the case, Bruce, we apologize. <laughs> uh, Bruce Wiley, Executive Director, FICOR, Professor, mm-hmm. City University, New York, Graduate School of Public Health.